0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What does it mean to be an overcomer? Is there really a path to becoming more than a conqueror? Or are most Christians, rather than being overcomers, simply being overcome? Welcome to our opening two-day introduction to Pastor Ray's incredible Overcomer Series, anointed messages on how best to overcome all those obstacles of life, preventing you from truly enjoying all of God's blessings. In the weeks ahead, Pastor Ray will meet head-on with some of the most common, yet spiritually damaging issues and roadblocks that a Christian might face in his efforts to walk a more meaningful and productive life overcoming life's failures, fears, discouragements, worries, temptations, and rejections. We will meet Zacchaeus, the woman with the issue of blood, and the blind man, witnessing the conqueror's hearts and warrior's boldness that they all had to exercise in facing obstacles they overcame in order to have that miraculous audience with Jesus. What are the obstacles keeping you from being an overcomer too?
1: I realized something as I was meditating on this and preparing that unless you understand that you are an overcomer, you ain't overcoming anything. Amen. You see too many times people walk around with this victim mentality. And if you walk around with a victim mentality, you will always be a victim, That's right. but we've got to swip, switch the flip or flip the switch. You have to flip the switch. Got a little tongue tied there, but you know what I'm talking about. Flip the switch from victim mentality to victor's mentality. Because according to what the Word of God says, that you are already a victor. You're an overcomer. So until you can really begin to see yourself, like a lot of us unfortunately have come out of um, denominations where this kind of thing isn't taught. Where you're not taught about how to overcome or that you are an overcomer. And um, so I want to take a minute. I want to go to Romans chapter Eight, because I think this is a, a good starting point and a starting place, and I think it's really, um, really kind of depicts and shows us our condition or our state with God and our relationship with the Lord. And in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, this is very, very familiar to many of us, and, uh, but this is what it says uh, What shall we say to these things? Yes, come on. All right, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, it, it starts right there. Is if, if you understand that you know that you know that God is for you, you understand that nobody can be against you. Amen. Doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what your background is, how rich you are, how poor you are, how smart you are, or how dumb you are. When you understand that God is for you, who in this earth or what in this earth could ever be against you? Amen. So, this is like the beginning of really starting to foster and to build this overcomer's attitude. Because I think, and this is just my personal assessment, I think that a lot of times people, you know, don't overcome because they see themselves as victims all the time. Or they see themselves as the overcome instead of those who are created to overcome. So, you're overcome by your circumstance, or by your obstacle, and a lot of times, even before you get started, you're defeated. You, 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 even, you don't even even try yet to overcome the obstacle, and you're defeated because you're, you're pulling on that memory bank of all of the times that you failed before and all of the past things that happened in your life. And unfortunately, what happens is that that creates more of A failure mentality and a victim mentality instead of what God has destined and desired for us to create and build in our lives which is an overcomer's attitude. Does that make sense to everybody? So if God before me I want you to meditate on that until it sinks down deep within your soul. If God before me who can be against me? It doesn't matter who it is, what it is, what they come with, how big and bad they are, how important and smart they are. Who can be against you? That's why we should never, ever uh, walk intimidated in this life with people. Because God is on my side. I don't know who's on their side, but I know God's on my side. I don't know who they're walking with, but I'm walking with God. So if God before me, who can be against me? Now, that speaks to this. It speaks to God's protection over our life. God's got you protected. Alright, so then He goes on to say in verse 32, He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him, with Jesus, also freely give us all things? So, see, He's given us Jesus, and through Jesus we get our salvation. And, you know, and, and again, sometimes denominations can't preach anything beyond salvation. Because I don't think they really understand anything more than salvation. But with Jesus comes all things that He freely gives us which would cover everything we would ever need in this life. So receiving Jesus into my life is more than just, you know, that I'm going to die and go to heaven. If that's all that ever was given, praise God because that in itself is the most important, the biggest blessing that you could ever want to receive. But the truth of the matter is that with Jesus and with this salvation, God has also promised us to give us all things. Have you agree with me that all things pertains to everything you would need in this life Amen. the house you live in, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the food you eat, the vacations you take, the things you want to do and the desires of your heart. He freely gives us all things. I love that. So now that, be- that speaks to God's provision in our life. So, verse 31 talks about his protection. Verse 32 talks about his provision in our life. Then it goes on to say, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? So, now we're talking about God's vindication. Who can bring a charge against you or me? Who can stop us? Nobody can stop us. You see you've got to meditate on these verses and begin to see that you're not a victim. You know things have happened to you. You may have had a bad upbringing, a sad life, a sad story. You had all kinds of things happen. But you should never allow yourself to remain a victim. You need to flip the switch from victim to victor and see yourself the way God sees you. Otherwise... You're not going to overcome anything, but everything is going to overcome you. Because you're already looking at every obstacle in your life as this is insurmountable. It's never going to happen. I'm never, never going to be able to do this. And, and unfortunately I've seen and witnessed and ministered to many, many people over the years that live in that condition or in that place. So he says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? How many of you know that you're God's elect? Do you know that you know that you have been elected by God? That you are chosen by God? That you are in the palm of His hand? That He loves you with an eternal powerful love that nobody, nobody could ever separate you from. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Now one of the things that I learned, let me, let me just talk about this vindication a little bit more, is that I found out a long time ago a little secret. That God is a great equalizer. In other words, you know, things may be done to you. People may spit at you, kick you, knock you down, hurt you, abuse you, disappoint you, do all kinds of things against you. And as long as you maintain your Christian character, as long as you walk in the principles of God's word and you don't retaliate and you don't lash out and you don't fight back in that way, in an ungodly way, God will equalize everything. When you thought you were on the bottom get ready because you're going to be right to the top. And, and I'm going to tell you what, what I enjoy about this so much, and I've witnessed and I've seen that those who were your accusers, those who were your slanderers, those who kicked you, those who knocked you down, those who despised you, those who despitefully used you, will watch when God takes you to the top. And they will not be able to deny that God, God is the vindicator. See, we gotta get from victim mentality to victor's mentality. Doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter what, what you've been through. God did not create you to walk in this life a victim or being overcome by the obstacles that you face, but rather a victor and an overcomer over the obstacle that would ever come in your way. All right. So he says, um, it is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Now listen, who is even at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. People get all hung up about a prayer partner. Well, nobody prayed for me. Nobody, Brother, sister, you, you, just, you just done forgot something or you just don't know that Jesus himself is interceding on your behalf and my behalf. He makes intercession for us. Now, I don't understand how that works because there's so many of us and there's only one of Him, but He's God. He makes intercession for you and for us. So, now we understand that God is praying for us. So, He's our protection. He's our provision. He's our vindication. And He's also our intercessor. Wow. How many of you would agree with me that we're pretty darn blessed right there? How could we ever face an obstacle in our life like we can't overcome it? Because really that's number one in overcoming obstacles. You've got to first understand that you can, you can overcome an obstacle Amen. and that obstacles do not have to slow you down, block your way, keep you from progressing, going where you want to go, growing God, growing whatever it is that you need or to grow in or, or anything you need for your life. Whatever that obstacle is you've got to face that obstacle as an overcomer. I can overcome this. Otherwise that obstacle will stare back at you and speak all kinds of things to you and try to convince you that you can't move it. And we're going to see in a little bit, we're going to look at some Bible examples of people who overcame obstacles. and how powerful it is, because I, I want this one resounding thought to stay with you that determination and persistence equal victory and blessing. Amen. Determination and persistence equal victory and blessing. Alright. So he says he makes intercession for us. Now it goes on to say verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There's the question. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword, or anything else you want to stick in that list? Because I don't believe that's where it ends. It's anything that would come, try to come and separate us from the love, and the acceptance, and the power, and the provision, and the vindication, Come on, all the things we just talked about, the protection of God. Who can separate us from these things? The answer is nobody. Nobody. He goes on to say, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now listen to verse 37, because this is what I wanted to get to. Yet, in all these things, what things? The nakedness, the peril, the sword, the tribulation, the rejection, the hurt, the pain, whatever, in all these things... We are more than conquerors. Now, surprise, some of you just figured out that that's why we call the radio program More Than Conquerors. Duh. Because the passion that I have in my life and in my heart is to help everybody that I can to learn to become an overcomer that you do not have to be overcome by the circumstances and the situations of this life but that God created you to be an overcomer in everything that would ever face you. Any obstacle in your life God has created you to be more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Now, let me give you some definitions because I love definitions, all right? So, this is what conqueror means, and I want you to write this down it means to be completely and overwhelmingly victorious. Oh. It means to be completely and overwhelmingly victorious. How many of you would agree with me that God means business? That we are not failures. We are not losers. We are not, come on. We are not victims. We are more than conquerors. We are completely and overwhelmingly victorious. In all these things, in any obstacle that would ever stand in your way, you are, say it with me, completely and overwhelmingly victorious. Say it with me again completely and overwhelmingly victorious wow that is powerful now when you look at yourself in that way there'll be nothing that would ever deny or never cause you to you know feel like you can't get the breakthrough or you can't overcome that obstacle you have to think what is the obstacle in your life that prevents you that impedes your progress because that's what that's what it means, that's what an obstacle means, to impede progress, to slow you down, to get in your way, to try to cause you to you know, quit and give up. So what is the obstacle that's in your way that is preventing you from acquiring, developing, growing, and becoming or doing all that you want to do and grow in your life? And, and once you locate that thing, the very first thing you have, to, you have to do is you have to declare that you are more than a conqueror. Amen. That, that you are, according to our definition, right? What is our definition? Everybody say it. Can you say it with me? Completely and overwhelmingly victorious over it. All right? Uh, because if you don't come that way, that obstacle will always be there. Now, one of the things that I learned so long ago about obstacles is if you dare to just stand against them, they eventually will fall down. Amen. True. They'll eventually go away. But if you don't deal with an obstacle, it will always be an obstacle in your life. It will always be there. And it will always come around. And it will always try to slow you down or stop you in your pursuit or your progress in this Christian walk and in this Christian life. Let's go to Luke's Gospel. And we want to go to chapter 19. And here's the story of a man named Zacchaeus. So let's read the story of Zacchaeus. And um, let's start in verse 1. And it said, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short of stature. I understand that. So he, So he, why are you all laughing at me? So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house. So he made haste. He came down and he received him joyfully. But when they saw it, that would be the crowd. They all complained saying he is gone to be the guest of a, uh, of a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore it fourfold. How many of you agree with me? That man had a heart of repentance. He knew that he was doing wrong. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham, for, he, uh, for the Son of Man has come to seek And to save that which was lost. So he invited him in and he said, today salvation has come to your house. Now let's talk about Zacchaeus. Well the very first thing is he was a tax collector. He was of the group of the most despised, despicable human beings that there were in that day. Why? Because the tax collectors, just like today, the tax collectors... (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. The tax collectors were stealing the people's money and cheating them and deceitfully taking money from them. And uh, so for him to go in a crowd of the people who he has been cheating and collecting taxes from, man, he put his life at risk. That's not a crowd you want to be in, a crowd of some angry people um, that, you know, have a bone to pick with you, so to speak. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? But his obstacle was to go to that crowd. He was so desperate because he had... Yeah, because he wanted to see Jesus because he had determination, That's right. he had persistence. persistence. Yeah. He wasn't uh, going to allow his you know, condition, the fact that he is who he is, to prevent him from entering a crowd of some maybe hot and angry people. So that was his first obstacle. So he gets there. And he finds that there's this huge crowd of people. And I, I understand totally what, what, what that is because I've been in that situation being on the shorter side. I still can't figure it out. Every time I go to a, a movie, which is not too often, but whenever I do, or I like to go to plays, every time I go to one of these things, I always get the whitest, tallest person sitting in front of me. One of the times I went to one of the theaters, a lady had a hat on. And I sat right behind her. And I'm thinking, why are you wearing a hat to the theater? You're not, you know. And it was a big hat, and I thought, that is crazy. So, so I understand um, his dilemma. So here he is, short of stature. He's in this huge crowd. All these people are blocking his way to Jesus. He's hungry. He wants to see Jesus. Why? Because he has persistence and determination, because, well, however you want to say it, persistence and determination, or determination and persistence, always equal victory and blessing. So. He couldn't go through the crowd, he couldn't get around the crowd, he couldn't go under the crowd, so he decides to scale a tree and go above the crowd. Oh, yeah. See there is always an alternate route. Right. There is always a way to overcome every obstacle that would be in your life. Now if he was a defeated person and he had a defeated mentality like a lot of people do, it would just turned around, turned away and said, well I will catch him another day today's not my day. Now, I would assume, I'm going to read into this, but I I would assume that there were some other short people that were having the same kind of trouble Zacchaeus was having trying to see Jesus. But he was the only one that was determined and persistent enough to see Jesus to climb a tree to say, I will not be denied of this moment of my life. And that's how you and I have to be in our life, that we will not be denied of this moment of time. We're not going to let any obstacle that comes in our way prevent us from receiving and having and being blessed by the things that God wants to bless us with and the things that we desire from the Lord. Yes. Amen. So Zacchaeus scales a tree and he goes up in the Sycamore tree and he's standing above the rest. And Jesus walks by And he sees this crazy man up in the tree like everybody else is on the ground. There's only one human up in the tree and that's Zacchaeus. Because he was persistent. Because he was determined. And Jesus looked at him and actually called him by name and said, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree because you're coming home with me today. I just submit to you that the reason why Jesus was so taken by Zacchaeus was because of the faith that that man used. The persistence and the determination. He wasn't going to let anybody deny him access to Jesus. He climbed the tree. He got the Lord's attention. He repented. He made his life right and salvation came to him that day. Because persistence and determination always equal victory and blessing. Come on, somebody in this house. So you've got to be determined. You've got to be determined in your life that you're not going to allow anything to get in the way of your walk with God your faith in the Word of God, you must be determined that you're going to get through the other side of every... I can't tell you the obstacles that I have faced in my life. It seemed like every time God called me to do something, the devil would set up another obstacle to try to prevent me. And that obstacle would scream back at me, you're not going to beat this one. This one is insurmountable. And every time an obstacle would show up, I would find myself in front of that saying, You're going down, obstacle. I don't know how, but you're going down. If I can't get through you, I'll go around you. But if I can't get around you, I will go under you. But if I can't go under you, then I'm jumping over you. But I refuse to be denied. Because God has created me and created you to be more than a conqueror. That means that you can conquer every obstacle that stands in your way, whatever that obstacle is, you have the power, you have the authority, you have the Word of God that has called you more than a conqueror.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.